Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Film Haven Reviews. I am your host Sawyer as always, and today I've got quite the doozy for you. It's a movie called See You Up There, a 2018 French film that I really don't know how to put my finger on. It started off really strong with amazing cinematography, incredible production design, good acting, unique story, amazing backdrop. And then as the movie went on, it kind of lost that energy that it had created in the first half. And it started to drag. I think it's just, there's a uh, kind of frenetic energy that comes out that kind of reminds me of like Edgar Wright or Baz Luhrmann or even maybe Guy Ritchie or something like that. It's not like crazy fast-paced, but it, there's so many story elements that are happening at one time and stories being introduced to you so quickly and uh you know there's this incredible first like charge scene in world war one no man's land kind of like the ending of all quiet on the western front or the famous scene from paths of glory it's very similar story-wise to the end of all quiet with the lieutenant who's being set up as the bad guy sending off his troops or creating a situation manufacturing a situation where his troops need to charge and have this last battle because the war has now been over and he doesn't want it to be over. So he's making sure they get one last charge before they have to end it. So there's that situation. Very energetic, very uh, insane. Lots of story things happening just within that scene. And then all the stuff that happens afterwards. And then by the second half, it just starts to plateau. It just starts to get very samey and you kind of be like, okay, so like what, like push it along. Let's go. Just meandering a little bit. It just maybe just not as interesting as the first half, like simply put. So I know a lot of people probably haven't seen this movie because it's a French film for one. So American audiences might not, a lot of people have seen it. And I know I'd, I'd like to say that I'm up on a lot of movies and I had never heard of it. The only reason why I picked it, to be very frank, is because the um, cover was so interesting. It's a very beautiful poster. You should look it up on IMDb. And that's usually a lot of times, funny enough, how I like to find certain movies that I want to review is because I like the posters. And then if it's interesting and the poster's good, then ding, 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 you're going to get reviewed by me. So anyway, I'd like to give you just a little bit of a synopsis of what's going on in the film, because if you haven't seen it, you might not know what I'm talking about. So to put this as simply as I can, this story takes place during the end of World War One, and then the post-war situation in Paris afterwards. And the two main characters are Albert, who's a well-meaning older soldier. I mean, older is relative. He's in, probably in his late 30s, but um, for a soldier at the time, he was old. And then um, Edouard, who's this younger, very artistic soldier who is always drawing pictures of Albert and self-portraits while he's in the trenches, wasting time and waiting for the war to end. And then we also have the lieutenant, Henry, who is fits as kind of the villain for a while, but he's also just kind of like a problematic character, definitely an antithesis to Albert and Edouard. Um, both in the war and in the post-war situation, their lives kind of cross so we start off with this ill-fated charge that I mentioned before that the lieutenant had manufactured in order to have that one last battle because he liked fighting and he was didn't want the war to end. And in that battle, which is beautifully shot, 
and the artillery that comes down and the dust is flying everywhere. The uh, extras, the hundreds of extras that are around create this grandiose situation, but then there's also that crazy energy within the cinematography that's happening that just creates a lot of chaos, but also a lot of like excitement. And then you have... Uh, the added situation of the lieutenant who had manufactured this charge by calling out two men and then shooting them in the back, but then saying that the Germans did it. And so ordering artillery to come out and then the German artillery comes back. And then now we're in this fight, but Albert finds the two men shot in the back. And as he turns around, he sees the lieutenant looking right at him. And then he raises his gun and starts shooting at Albert. And so now Albert has to has to fight the machine guns on one side, the artillery coming down, and then now the lieutenant behind him shooting him. And so as he's trying to find a way out of here, he falls into a crater, and then an artillery shell hits that crater, and he gets buried. And he's about to die from suffocation, but Edouard comes and saves him. So then Edouard gets his face blown off after, directly afterwards in an artillery blast. So now in the post-war situation, we've got Edouard who is trying to recover, and he's literally got no bottom half of his face. And you have this really sweet situation where Albert feels indebted to him, and so he's trying to help him. And then Edouard wants to get himself declared dead by the government because he's afraid of his to go talk to his father, who is this elitist, you know, big chancellor guy within Paris, very big deal, and he's very stern and strict. And so he doesn't want to go back. And so then that's where the the film really, too, gets really interesting, too, because you've got this almost like comedy situation happening, but really just intriguing situation where Albert is trying to do all these things to sneak morphine, to declare Edouard dead. And then, of course, Edouard's sister comes and wants to see the body. And so now him and the lieutenant, who have a vested interest in keeping this hush-hush because Albert knows a secret about the lieutenant and the lieutenant knows a secret about Edward. And so they have to go, I mean, they have to go and show her a body. And there's, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. It's a very unique film. It's a crazy backdrop. Then after that, they go to post-war Paris and you have Edward creating these really unique masks to show his eccentric side and to, um, kind of express himself artistically with because he can't talk anymore not really very well and instead uses these masks to kind of um, express his emotions and it's very beautiful and eclectic and interesting and in, in unique and if you can't tell already this movie is hard to summate in a very short amount of time just because of the nature of its uniqueness it's a very I mean, mixing the end of World War One and the beginning of post-war, having these characters that the face blown off and the eccentricities. And I mean, there's just so much going on. And so you can understand why it was so exciting to watch for that first half. And that's why going into the second half, when Edouard comes up with this idea to scam the French elite, it just, it turns into more of a crime movie, more of a movie about the scam. They focus a lot on how Albert is going to make the scam work. And of course, for anyone who's into that kind of stuff, they would be interested. And maybe if it was a different, 
if there was just different pacing to the movie, I would maybe find that interesting. In and of itself, it wasn't super boring. It was just, in, I think, in comparison to the very exciting, everything's moving around kind of situation. All the story mo- plots are happening and and things are moving along so fast. And there's this energy that's very similar to, you know, some of those really high energy directors like Edgar Wright and Baz Luhrmann. And then... It just kind of starts to drag. I mean, it starts to get not so bobber, but melodrama when it comes to Edward's family and Albert with that family. And I just like, you know, started to check my watch, started to pause the movie and see how much was longer. You know, that's never a good sign. The only time I ever pause a movie to see how much longer and it's a good sign is because I'm like, how is this going to end? You know, how is there only 10 more minutes of this movie? You know, that's a totally different vibe than when is this going to end how is there still 30 minutes of this movie it's a very different vibe and i couldn't help but feel that way the things that made this movie great the things that make me want to give it a high review is the cinematography this is one of those movies where almost every shot the director of photography is sitting down and saying how can we make this different how can we set this scene apart from the last how can we tell this story visually without any words not that there isn't words there's tons of words but if you just had the camera how can we make each scene convey the story and that doesn't stop somehow it still kind of starts to get boring even with the really good cinematography throughout it but throughout the whole movie the cinematography is on point one of the best and most innovative films i've seen in that front for a while and then also the production value is really good. All the costumes, the I loved the tone, the color palette they used. There was like kind of this like sepia overtone, but a, a juxtaposition between bland browns and yellows, and then this like brightness, you know, from the masks that Edward makes. Even in the first scene with the World War One, you've got the really brown sepia tone kind of dirt from the western front and then juxtaposed by the really bright blue um, uniforms of the french soldiers i thought that was great maybe indicative of some kind of theme and then also i mean to be fair the whole idea of them having this scam is does have some significance in some ways so like all the characters who have power within the film, like Edward's father and lieutenant, are all running scams. They're all corrupted. And so it makes sense that these poorer people, like Edward and Albert, who are scraping by, would want to make, you know, do the same. Everyone's trying, kind of profiteering off of the post war situation and just trying to make it through for the people that are poorer and trying to exploit everyone for the people that are higher up. So there is like kind of like some stuff going on there but overall i just i really enjoyed that first half and the second half just fell off i mean there's really nothing to more to it i'd i'd like to watch it again and see what i think maybe without the the disappointment of the second half happening you know with the expectations changing but for right now i think i'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 which is really high if i give a movie 8 out of 10 that means i really liked it but really it's just super top heavy the first half is is so good that i would almost give it a 9 or a 9.5 and the second half is more closer to like a 7 or a 6.5. And so I think somewhere in the middle is 8. And maybe I'll change my mind as I watch it again someday. 
And I honestly, I recommend it to anyone who is interested. And if you heard my, you know, me talking about that first bit of the movie and you thought that was interesting, then give it a try. It's on Amazon right now. I think uh, that's the only place I could find it. Um, You got to rent it, but very good movie with maybe a little bit of a lopsided story structure and energy level. Um, So next week we're going to do, I think my theme is going to be ill-fated sword and sorcery, which I'll explain next week whenever I start. But for now, I think I'm going to end it and I hope you guys have a good week and I will see you next Friday.